See, we need to know that it's time to arise to battle. We've been commissioned to declare war on the kingdom of darkness. See, but we're not joining. We're doing a defense. We need offensive warfare. You have to engage in this war. We've been allowing him to take over our, our marriages, over our children, over our community. He said, it is time to engage in this warfare. Arise to battle, children of God. I need someone who's skillful. I need a person of war. I need someone who's prudent in their speech and been in the presence of God. And God, he is with them. Oh, Lord. See, see what this spirit does, it, it torments the individual. Because this spirit has gotten permission from God to torment you. But your behavior has actually given the permission. When we walk wayward, this is now relinquishing the authority for the enemy that he's welcome to come in. So it's seen as God give the permission to Satan to torment you. And when this happens, you become disquieted. Rage and fear and anger and anxiety and despair come upon your mind. See, what the enemy is trying to do is dismantle your thoughts. But it's time to engage in spiritual warfare. It's time to arise to battle, people of God. Ah, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Satan, he has a special interest in the church. He will do everything in his power to sidetrack us, to weaken you, to hinder you, to destroy the church. Satan has set up calls to assign a prince demon to each local expression of the church. Many churches have the history of certain types of problems. And the demon actually assigns this problem to the church because of their certain behavior. Strife, envy, jealousy, competition, division. Divided in home, you bring your division in church. That's his main tactic against the body of Christ is division. And now you get permission for every evil work to be present. It's time to arise to battle. It's not just reading the word. You have to activate and use the word of God. And another way, and this is another way that the enemy pastor really comes in in a way to where he's not identified. He comes through our obsession of doctrine. Way that you were supposed to be baptized, his second coming, pre-trib, mid-trib. He comes through, he comes through 
devils of doctrines. The gospel, he comes through the gospel. He don't come ugly, he come through. How you use the word, how you misuse the word. If I could get you just focus on a doctrine. I'll get you away from receiving the whole counsel of the word of God. So you have certain people, God, he's love, he's love, he's love. Yes, but he's a God of war. He's a God of judgment. See, the enemy has us through our obsession of a particular doctrine. This is his main attack. I get you through the word. He also operates through our human talents and our abilities. Rather than upon, we actually using the power of the Holy Spirit. So I get you through the nice songs and how you sing them and how you, how you really outwardly have a form of godliness, but you deny the power therein. See, this is how he really uses us. That I talk and I speak the word of God, but I don't live the word of God. See, we neglect the whole counsel of the word of God. Wow. See, it's time to rise in spiritual power against spiritual forces. Hear me, it's time to arise. It's no longer time for you to keep sitting in what you're going through and keep complaining about what you're going through. It's time for you to arise and battle. Stop allowing him to wreak havoc in your home. In your home. In your home. Wreak havoc in your home. See, this message is a call Matter of fact, a plea to you all to turn from your sins and humble yourself before God. Then you'll be able to now, really now arise to battle, but there has to be something done within ourselves first. Amen? Let's go to our foundation scripture. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Ashanti. <laughs> it's good to know that we are Connected in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Put on the whole, to put on your armor means that there's a war that's going on. But we're not, we're not aware of that there's a war that's going on in your home. You're not aware. It's not going to, you're not going to have victory over this battle unless that you know there's a battle. You can't just be at home reading our devotion, reading your devotion for the day. See, this is what's happening. I'm reading our devotion. I may talk to God, you know, throughout the day. I, I may do that. But this is not engaging 
and war. This is not engaging in spiritual warfare. You have to choose to engage in spiritual warfare. And prayer, we think, okay, I'll go hard and pray. That's not the initial engaging in warfare. That happens after prayer. Believe me, it happens after prayer. Now I pray, now I have to say when I get approached by a demon or I see a demonic activity, now how do I respond? Now I have the weapon to use against the demon. This is the war, not when I'm in prayer. It's when I come up out of prayer. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Wrestle. So when we talk about wrestling, it's close contact. So, God loves to be close to us. Satan loves to be close to us. Because what he wants to do in this fight is to make a, to create a pressure tactic on you in the wrestling. See, he's putting pressure on you. That's his tactic. And you can't get no closer when you wrestle than to do that. That's one of his greatest moves is to put pressure on you. And if I can continue to put pressure on you long enough, you hit the mat, I give up. You'll tap out. Fighting against principalities. So the fighting against principalities is this, this is a series of leaders, of demonic leaders. Series of demonic leaders. Series of leaders in an organization which is highly organized. They're highly organized. Satan is a commander in chief, followed by his general. Colonels, majors, captains, lieutenants, and also private. It's just like the United States Army. They are skillfully Organize. See, we're not aware that we're fighting against a series of leaders. I mean, do, do you see that? The lieutenant, the cap, I mean, the captain, you, I mean, all of them. It's not one, it's a series of them. And they are skillful, they are diligent, they are committed to their commander in chief. They move as one. They have a plan tactic. Powers, authorities. This means to have received uh, permission to rule a certain territory. So the enemy, his demons, are given permission, assignment. To rule certain territories. A generation. Maybe your generation. A region. A country. Because they are given permission because of what conduct and behavior that this generation is producing. So it calls them out. So they see. They see where you're weak at. 
This bloodline is a bunch of division. It's from the, the grandmother's house to the mother's house and now to their house. Strife, bitterness. Go there. Send a lieutenant there. Gossip. However, God has given the believers power over the enemy. Acts 1 and 8. Now you have received power from the Holy Ghost. Number three, we, we wrestle with rulers of darkness of this world. They're of this world. This is their world to rule. Satan is referred to the God of this world. However, he is a defeated foe that has already been stripped from all of his authority when it comes to a born-again believer. You have a right to tell him that he's trespassing. This is what we're not telling him. We have welcome signs because we're still in compliance and have an allegiance with him. You can't evict someone who you have welcomed to be in your home. And you've given them permission to be there. They're on the lease. Exactly. You have to serve them notice that it's time to get out. Wow. I, I tell you, I'm getting hot up here. Anybody else hot? It's just me. me. Glory to God. So, however, Satan is a defeated foe, we, we said that. He has legal right to us if we continue in disobedience. He has a right to be there. Luke eleven twenty 20 through 22. It reads, But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. See, now you are the stronger man. You are supposed to now be taking back everything that he's taken away from you because you are the stronger man. It says that the finger of God, now you have been touched by God. And so the kingdom has come inside of you. And so when the enemy tries to trespass in God's territory, which he has claimed as his, then you now can Cast him out, you can cast him out. Because you have the power and the authority to do so. Wow. Spiritual wickedness in high places. This is the fourth part of what we read here. This implies highly injurious or destructive in character. Wickedness. This is what the enemy does. He's gonna, he come to injure you. He come to destroy you. That is his character. So when you see that going on in your life, you need to know that there's darkness. 
that your life is destructive and things around it. It's a lot of darkness in your life. Amen, Pastor. It should be in harmony with God. And if it's not, there's a lot of darkness that needs to be dispelled. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. This is a clear view of Satan's kingdom. Take note, there's no advantage in ignoring Satan's forces and methods. See, you, we are not acknowledging that he is wreaking havoc in our lives. See, you just see it as, oh, uh, uh, it was not one thing, it's another. No, it's Satan. It's, it's dark forces that's opposing against the kingdom of God. But we can't see that. We just see that I'm going through. This person won't change or something's wrong and they need to fix. No, it is the kingdom of darkness opposing the kingdom of light for those who are born again. So when you keep ignoring this, this only permits him to work undetected and unchallenged. He is unchallenged by you. This is why when we see certain things in ourselves, our children, our spouse, we need to quickly address it. Do you know why? Let me share a fact with you. This is a fact. Parents, listen to me clearly. Is that when a child reaches the age of seven star, their mind, Greg, is already patterned to how they're going to live the rest of their life. It's done. How are they going to conduct themselves? How are they going to interact with people? Whether they're going to be a criminal, whether it be a rebellious person, it's, it's already patterned in their mind at the age of seven. This is why the Word of God says teach and train up your children the way that they should go from a very young age out of the womb. You're not waiting till they get here. You're wondering why you're having so much trouble with them because their mind is now being formed and patterned to the world, to darkness. Pastor said, we're helping them with the phones. The phone's in the game, so you can't, for some reason, when they're on these games, they can go, Hours, even grown people, hours and hours at a time, right? But when it comes to the word, sleep, hungry, anything else but me hearing the word of God. Because you know why? Your mind has already been patterned at the age of seven as to how you're going to conduct yourself. And this is why we as parents find it so difficult now to raise your children. Imagine when they turn 14. Imagine when they turn 14. So now it has doubled. What this means is that now it has reinforcement. See, this is why we're grown-ups that are so stubborn, because you have a lot of reinforcement. 
This is why we can't get you to obey the word of God because you have a lot of reinforcement of rebellion, which is witchcraft. This is why we're wondering why our husband or our wives won't, they really won't come fully to God because they had a lot of reinforcement. This is what's going on in the body of Christ. This is why you don't see it as, uh, I, I, I'm too hard on my, my daughter or my son, and you let them get away with looking at you sideways. That is a negative. See, we're like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's just Johnny. Johnny grows up, get a little size to him. <laughs> And we do. We have to really discipline our children because if not, then society will. So we worry. <laughs> all believers are called to be soldiers. You are all called to be soldiers. You're all commissioned to engage in spiritual warfare. You're, call, you're commissioned to engage in spiritual warfare. It, it's not, the, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I go to church, where I read the word. No, no. now, don't allow the enemy. Be, he's all in your house. He re, he's wreaking havoc. He's burning up the bedroom. He's burning up the kitchen. And you, oh, I don't see it. The smoke is going everywhere. Because you're not engaged in spiritual warfare. Pastor said, you're hyper grace. So when the enemy is in the close quarters with us wrestling, right? The adversary does this in the areas of our thought life. He messes with our emotions. He messes with your decision making. And also your physical bodies. As believers, we must know our weaponry. We don't know our weaponry nor do we know how to deploy it. See, one thing, I have a gun, but I don't know how, where's the clip at? How do I lock? How do I take the lock off? I'm not sure. Where are my bullets? See, you're trying to go and get your bullets. They should be already loaded, clip, ready to go. My question is this, how many Christians have been trained in the pulling down of strongholds? How many Christians have been actually trained in the pulling down of strongholds? In other words, how to resist the devil? James 4, 7, how to resist? Have you been trained in how to resist the devil? And how to properly wrestle with principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of the world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Have you been trained? We must learn our enemy's weapons. And we must learn his tactics and also his plans of his methods towards us. Then we actually can jam exactly, but we can jam his radar. 
Our supporting scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 4. I'm trying to wrap this up. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 4, King James. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Go to verse 5. It's okay. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. This is not a human fight. This is a spiritual fight. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. My question is, how were the strongholds built up? They're tearing down, so how were they built up to be torn down? Through something that was said, I started to build a stronghold. Wasn't walking in love, building a stronghold. Walking wayward of the word of God, building a stronghold. And now this permits now imaginations. This is casting down imagination, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So now I have these imaginations, these thoughts. They're not godly thoughts. These strongholds has permitted now an empath to my mind. So you've created a road for the enemy to travel. To get into your thought life. So now I have to cast these imaginations down that has tried to exalt itself and bring it to captivity by me simply obeying the word of God. This is how you do it. Obey the word of God. It's really just that simple. Obey the word of God. We are denying there is a battle going on. So we, we talked about the, the mindset in our culture. We talked about the child uh, at the age of seven. So these are now, now you're an adult. You're that child. Some of us is that child that had a pattern of a certain thought at age seven. It's permanent. So what does that mean? That's just a food for thought, and we're going to answer that in a little bit here. I just want to answer it now for the uh, sake of time. Is that the first thing that needs to be done before you engage in the warfare with the enemy is that you have to engage the battle in self. First one, the battle for self. Start, this is the starting point of your spiritual warfare. Self. Engage the enemy on the level of a personal deliverance. See, this is how you're going to engage them on your own personal deliverance. I can't go at you. That's not the first step. The first step is I need to come at myself. I need, it needs to be some self-deliverance for me to engage. 
See, when you do a self-deliverance, you're fighting Satan's first line of his troops. The first objective in warfare is to be free or to free oneself. This is how the enemy makes inroads. I-N-R-O-A-D-S. He makes inroads into each of us because we are not delivered. <laughs> when resisting the devil, you need to vocalize your position in Christ. We could go on for days with this, but I'm going to just give you some highlights and something to think about because you have the foundation scripture and you have the supporting scripture. The next, the next line of, of actual defense is, is the battle for home. First one's battle for self, and the next one is the battle for home. Have you been battling for your home? Well, I'm going to teach you how to do it properly. Often in the Christian home, there's strife. There's division. So if I'm battling for my home and there's strife and division, I'm set up against my own kingdom. <laughs> so I'm praying for my home to get better, but there's division and strife and bitterness within my home. <laughs> See, this is a prayer that you miss the mark. Because we need each and every one of us need self-deliverance. You, your daughter, you, the husband, the children, we all need self-deliverance first. <laughs> oh, the enemy going to be real mad today. Like, they are getting ready. I, this is one reason I'm going to have to leave alone. This, this part of the community, I'm not going to be able to mess with it. I see that they, they know that weaponry, they know how to, my plans and attack on me. I'm going to have to move on to another region. <laughs> I'm, I am doing my best, glory to God. <laughs> Lord of God. Amen. The battle for home, often in the Christian home, there's strife, like I said, division, confusion, and chaos. There's, there's division, confusion, and chaos. Each member have to renew their relationship with Christ. Followed by deliverance for each one. Renew your relationship with Christ. See, See, the enemy has gotten you off track and got you thinking that you can see now. Okay. Let's say I'm not feeling well. And then star comes to pray for me and pray of agreement for me to be healed. But she's been walking wayward. You're praying amiss. You, Sandy, you hear me? You say, you're thinking that you're praying to help me. But the help I need is for you to help yourself first. I need you to renew your relationship. I need the children to renew their relationship with God. Do you hear me, children? I need the children to say amen. You 
can't pray with me. You can't agree on anything because you're out of relationship with our Father. We want agreement. I can't reach over to my husband because you need to renew relationship. But you know what? I got something for those who husband or spouse has not are not willing to, re- to renew their relationship. God says this, Cindy. He said, you just don't hide the gospel. See, see, God is good. God is so good. He said, this is for those who are in relationship and your spouse is unwilling to renew their life or commit their life to Christ. He said, this one is for you. If only one person, if, you're, if only one person, Celeste, Cindy, if you're, you're the only person in your home that's burdened with this warfare, that's in your home, he's, what can be done? I know you're asking, what can be done? 2 Corinthians 4, 3, 4 is what can be done. <laughs> but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of their glow is not shown. See, you that shine your light. He said, you are the one in the home that's only the only one that's burdened with this warfare. Hey, hey, hey! Glory to God. I will see you See, God has an answer for everyone. Say, so what about me, Lord? He said, 2 Corinthians 4, 3, 4. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, again, see, we, we, we're waiting on, we're thinking, oh, that's not an answer. What do I do? You're talking to everybody else, but what about me, Lord? Send 2 Corinthians 4, 3, and 4. But if our gospel be here, see, and I, I told Celeste that, I said, just, just continue to walk in the word of God. Your anointing, see, it's going to shine light because your light is the lamp to the world. <laughs> if it be hid from the others, it's only hid because they can't see. They've been blinded. But you have not been blinded. You are the one that's burdening your home to declare warfare over the enemy. See, you feel like you're alone, but God says, Lord, I'm with you always. We have to learn how to conduct a spiritual battle from our experience. That's the one I go through. See, this is why James is counted all joy because this experience is now a supernatural tactic for the enemy. Because I know how you work. I've seen you on this scene before. I now use my affliction as my experience. And my, as a weapon now, when you come back on the scene, we have to learn how to conduct a spiritual battle. Ashanti is in your experience of your affliction. See, this, this is why you count it all joy. What I go through, because this will be a weapon for me. See, you're not using your weapons. It's there, but we're not using it. You're not declaring war on, on the enemy's camp. Oh, my God. Oh, hallelujah. Y'all got me sweating up here. Glory to God. When we engage in spiritual warfare for others, it restricts the constant flow of demonic attack in our lives. Start praying for someone else. Start praying for someone else. See, when you start praying for someone else, see, see, this is a good thing for you 
you guys too, Cindy, Celeste, anyone else. It says, when we engage in spiritual warfare for others, I'm doing it for my spouse, and he's not changing it. Lord, when is it going to change? He said, it restricts the constant flow of demonic attack on his mind. See, it's going to be a time to where the flowing of the demonic attack is no longer there. And now he can hear the voice of God. You have to continue to speak the word of God. And see, what it does, it restricts the constant flow of his mind being attacked. So we're able now. He will be, see, see God doesn't take a person's will. But what he's permitting when you pray over that person's mind is that he have now a moment of interest of sensing the presence of God and he can answer to God. So don't stop praying. See, we think, uh, see, the enemy make, make you think that your prayer is not working. Your atmosphere got to be right in the home. Atmosphere has to be right. With you. Come on. Mm-mm-mm. See, and what it also does, it releases the will to make decisions apart from demonic influence. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. They're able to make a decision apart from the demonic influence. If you're under demonic oppression, you cannot make a godly decision. So we're, we're requiring or expecting people to be able to make a godly decision when they're under demonic oppression. It's not possible. Conclusion of the whole matter. I, y'all know I love about time. I'm on my time. I'm on my time. Mark 16, 14 through 17. Again, we've been commissioned to battle in order to wage our spiritual warfare on the kingdom of darkness. Mark 16, verse 14 through 17. Glory to God. Are you being fed good? All right. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. And whoever believes, see that now whoever believes, I know this got cut off. Verse 16, are you there? He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. And these signs will accompany those who believe. You are commissioned to go out and spread the gospel. But in that commission, it's coupled with you casting out demons. But you ain't been casting out no demons because they've been permitted to be in your life. He said, you're commissioned to engage in spiritual warfare. You've been called to arise in battle today. And no longer allow the enemy to continue to wreak havoc over the minds of your children, over your spouse, over you, over your community. You have to arise to spiritual battle. Amen? Amen. You've been commissioned and called by God. Not just to be in his presence and say that he's good. But you've been called to be a soldier in the kingdom of light. Because the adversary, he has 
rise up against you and your generation to destroy, to bring destruction, to bring chaos in your life. And it's no longer time to permit it so. It's no longer time to give up and not stop believing God. This is a time to believe God in spite of what I see because I know my natural sight deceives me. I know my spirit sight, what yes. I know the word says, that is true. And I don't live by my feelings. This is not a human war. This is a supernatural war with kingdom of darkness. And we're called to arise. This is my plea with you, body of Christ. No longer allow your career, your future, what God has for you to be taken and destroyed by the enemy. I say arise in your righteousness and declare what's rightfully yours. Amen.